I'd like to take our text tonight from 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 24, one verse for now. So that's 1 Samuel 15, 24. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Well, here's the first excuse that uh, King Saul used when he was told to do something and uh, didn't do it, so he came up with an excuse for it. And um, uh, just so if you, uh, most of you probably remember the story at, uh, you know, Samuel told Saul to say, go get rid of all the Amalek, everything, sheep, cow, everything, everybody, burn it down to the ground, destroy it, uh, because of what uh, they did to the children of Israel way back when they came out of Egypt. And again, so I had to read that again to remind myself, you know, when, when they just got out of Egypt, escaped from the Pharaoh, and they were in the desert, and they came to uh, Rephidim, uh, if I don't pronounce that right, you know, correct me later, please. But uh, uh, so they, when they got there, uh, here came uh, the Amalek to want to just go into battle with them, just want to, to hurt them, to kill them. So God was kind of angry with, that, with them. And if you don't remember, that was one of the battle where uh, Joseph, uh, well, back then Joseph was, uh, Moses was frustrated a little bit, excuse me. And because the people, again, start complaining already, hey, we don't have any water to drink. Moses, did you just bring us out here just to die of thirst? Our cow, sheep's going to die of thirst. So God told Moses to, hey, go hit the, the rock there, and water came out. And then here came that Amalek to, uh, as soon as they drank the water. And, of course, if you remember, they, they went to battle. Uh, the Amalek came and went to battle with them. And when wrote, uh, this was the part I like the story where Moses, you know, he stood up. They stood on the hill with a... Uh, uh, Aaron and her, and then Joshua went into the battle uh, on the battlefield there. And every time uh, when Moses raised his hand up, they would, you know, they would win. They, the battle would sway their way. But when he get tired, his hand is down. They would lose. So you know, Ben and Aaron, uh, her and Aaron, decide to bring a rock to have him sit down, and they, you know, have him sit down and hold their hand, and they won uh, the, the battle and defeated the Amalek for that. So you know, God didn't forget that for what. Those people did to, uh, hey, God just took them out of uh, a hardship, you know, of um, slavery and, and all that, and you know, here they come. So, uh, when uh, Saul went to, uh, to, to uh, when God told him to do that, he went and said, and then, uh, you know, in verse 13, it says here in the same chapter 15, uh, I like it, just the way he said it. Uh, sometime how we said, it says uh, 15, verse 13. It says, uh, so Samuel came to visit Saul to see what he had done. And Samuel came unto Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Can you imagine? He said, oh, Samuel, here comes Samuel. Samuel, wow, I'm glad you come. I did what the Lord told me. Can you imagine that? I am so great and so wonderful. And... um I like this part where uh, I think this is one of the first sarcasm from a prophet here. You know, and then verse 14, um, uh, 
Samuel said, Well, what meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in mine ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? He said, you know, Samuel said, So what is this, all this mooing around me and bah, all that? What is that? Is that just my imagination? <laughs> yeah, it's... It's comical. So, and then he come with with another excuse. So then Saul said, "But you know, we'll go to verse twenty-two here." And here's what um, Saul came up with a another reason. And um, well, uh, he said, "Well, basically, he said, well, I, I did all the, I did this, I saved the best stuff, and saved the best sheep and the best." Everything so I can sacrifice it to the Lord. See, I did a great thing. I saved this so I can give sacrifice and burnt offering to the Lord. And then, you know, Samuel said, Samuel said in verse 22 and 7 said, has the Lord, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of the ram. So again, Samuel said, you know, hey, it's better to obey than to sacrifice. So again, what you did was, uh, you're wrong. So tonight, you want to, you know, bring up the, uh, excuses. I think we all make them. Some of us more than others. Uh, you know, what is an excuse? And I looked it up and said, you know, basically an excuse is seek to defend or justify. Or a reason or an explanation put forward to defend a fault or an affront or an offense or to defend yourself what you did wrong or a, mi- a mistake you did you did now um, there's a lot of reaction to uh, uh, that we come up when we make an excuses I think a lot of time the first one that we do or that most of us come up with is when when we make a mistake and when we do something wrong who can guess we blame the other person, right? In my household, it is anyway. If something goes wrong or something happened, it's the other person. It's never yourself. Well, he did it or she did it or same thing with, uh, I mean, it's not anything new. It's from the beginning of time. It's since to be in the garden. Look, when, uh, when God came to Adam said, Hey, Adam, what have you done? He said, Well, it's the woman that you gave me. It's her fault. Right? And of course, God went to uh, Eve, and Eve said, it, the devil made me do it. So again, it started from back then. So, I mean, I understand all of us are in ba- certain, sometimes make mistakes or in certain situation, but what excuse can we come up or, you know, uh, present itself to make? We can't say, as Christian, as follower of Jesus Christ, yeah, I believe most of us here have been, you know, saved for a long, long time and been in the gospel for a long time. We can't say, we can't use that excuse anymore is that the devil made me do it. Right? We can't. The devil can't make us do anything that we don't want to do because uh, Jesus Christ gave us power to overcome anything that we want. God will always give us a way out in, of any situation and in every situation. I've been through a lot of situations, you know, God always given me a way out when I choose to open, uh, to walk that way and not the, the path of uh, that lead me to uh, destruction.
So again, the first one, yes, we blame mother. Another one is uh, that we think that we're not good enough. Right? Uh, well, I don't believe that as Christian, as my own testimony. Well, I mean, I believe, I truly believe that we are all, well, it says so in the Bible, doesn't matter what I says. It says so in the Bible that we are made from the image of God. God created in his own image. And God has a plan for us. Each and every one of you. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. I mean, I'm still marvel just driving on the way here when I was thinking about that, that God has a plan for each and every one of us. Uh, for me, look at an example. I'll give a recap of my life real quick. Growing up, born in Cambodia, between seven, eight, I don't know how how old I was. Never celebrate birthday when we were running through the jungle and trying to survive. You know, it just every day leaving home at night, we would, you know, hide in bushes or caves or in river and stuff like that, trying, you know, to, to get away from the Khmer Rouge, from being hunted down or killed or executed or whatever, eat for whatever we can find, go through starvation, you know, and all that. And just, and again, just to be here, my brother Arch not here, if I can say I survived the Philippines too. But no, think about the Philippines. When we were there, see, God was working in my life because I was able to watch. There, I remember watching a movie about Jesus. Jesus, that that movie where you know Jesus was born and he died on the cross. You know, I always remember back to that. I didn't understand English much back then, but I saw the picture: Jesus Christ, you know, die on the cross, and then they show him rose again. You know, and went up to heaven. Even there, that I, that's the first time I encountered what, you know, Jesus was working in my life and my family life already. And then able, able to come to America, Tacoma, and, you know, living in certain condition, somebody invited us to Sunday school, be able to come to Sunday school over and over, and then be able to come to church and was able to learn more about uh, Christ and who the true God is and what he done for me or for my family, for all of us. I mean... That story alone, that's just amazing to me, to be able to survive that. Again, we weren't, you know, even just looking back in my, my teenage year, we lived by, you know, maybe three, four miles away from the church. It was one of the most dangerous neighborhood in Tacoma. I mean, back then, I read back then, that was like the fourth worst crime in America after Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York, Tacoma, because of the, the gang, the, the blood and the crypts. Uh, there, you know, every night you would hear gunshot. That's just part of the norm. And the helicopter nonstop coming to the hospitals because St. Joseph there was maybe 10 block away from our apartments. You know, when we play outside, when we hear gunshot, we just get down on the ground. Uh, that's just part of the game. And, you know, again, the, the Lord protected us and it was mercy. I wouldn't go back there now. I'm too old to just jump to the ground too quick or anything like that. But, the Lord, Lord was merciful. I mean, again, just look at that. Uh, that's amazing. And I can't say, I can't imagine or people trying to tell me that we're come from this and that or we don't, we're here without a purpose. No, God has a purpose for all of us, for me, for every one of you, or for anybody listening out there. If you don't think you're worth anything, no, you're worth so much more than anything in this world that God sent his son to die for you and, and for me. That's how much, how valuable we are. So again, uh, we can't say, oh, we're not uh, good enough. Just, you know, the example of that was uh, Moses. 
uh, when he went, uh, when God called him at the burning bush, as you hear a couple of weeks ago lately a lot about Moses, and when God called him, one of his excuses was, was well, I'm not good enough, uh, I can't do that. You know, it's hard for me to imagine, he was raised up in the, the pharaohs, the, the house of the pharaoh, has probably the best food, best education, best teacher, and, and I'm sure he was taught how to do public speaking and to say, well, I can't speak well. You know, it's kind of rubbish. What What is his, you know, reason? He probably just doesn't want to do it because he lived in a comfortable life. He's married with a couple kids now and, you know, watching his father's sheep and doing well. So, again, that might be the, the reason. But don't say, again, well, I'm just talking about us. All of you are worth more than anything God made us and God has a plan for us. So we, as a Christian, especially, um, we can't say, well, we're not, uh, I don't think I'm good enough. No, if God choose you, if you, if God calls you for something, you are more than good enough because God is calling you for that. Okay, another reaction will come. Fear. Well, this is what uh, King Saul was, uh, his main excuse was fear of the opinions of other. You know, that's part of the, the, the problem in our society right now because of all the opinion, of all the mob mentality what is wrong, you know, what is right. We have to believe it. If we stand against it or have a different opinion or stand for the truth, you'll be criticized, you'll be bombarded with all kinds of uh, nonsense, you know. But we have to be careful with that. We have to stand uh, true to what the Bible says and what God uh, tells us. Um, you know, uh, as growing up or even just uh, learning or from just a like life experience, and from having friends, families, or whatnot, you know, I, I realize that people are so quick to believe it, uh, about somebody's uh, bad rumor. Uh, how do I put that? If if somebody comes and say, oh, man, that person did this and that, everybody just perks up, right? It's so quick to believe without even going to that person or trying to find the truth to see what the real story is. If somebody say, oh, oh man, that person is just, oh, I can't believe she did that or he did that. Oh, wow. It'll spread like wildfire. It'll be on Facebook all the way across, all the way to China uh, within minutes. It's sad. But if you hear, if, if somebody said, oh, man, that guy, that person did a, a, a great thing. Oh, man, he he's so generous, stuff like that. Uh, maybe that's not as exciting enough. Again, that's just the nature of, of sin. But we have to overcome that. We have to live above that. We have to live a sanctified life. We can't feed into the, 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 the sin nature, the, the fleshly desire, because that's what all it is. You know, want to look down on somebody to make sure somebody looks so bad so we can feel better about ourselves. No, we don't need to. We can feel better ourselves because God lives in us, because God gave the victory for us already. We don't need to lower somebody to the ground so we can be above them. No, that's not what we are called to do. So, and that's what Paul, I mean, Saul, King Saul's excuse was, you know, believing the opinions of others, uh, thoughts of others. And then, um, what a, another one, a final one, the fourth one that I could, I'm sure there's more other reaction is, uh, material possession, as in the rich young ruler. Right? I mean, here's a perfect guy. Fancy clothes, probably fancy car in today's standard, private jet, you know, good suit, I mean, whatever. 
entourage following him around and live a moral life, you know, a good life, didn't do anything wrong, no sin, but he couldn't give up what he has to follow Jesus. You know, what is holding you back tonight from uh, taking a step closer to the Lord or giving up whatever you need to give up for the Lord? Your riches, you know, your business, your work, your education, is it more important than what Jesus Christ has to offer? I don't think so. I mean, like I said, I come from, you know, having nothing to having uh, enough to be able to have a, a place to stay, food to eat, um, plenty of food to eat in some time. Uh, but a lot of time the, my kid doesn't like it because it's not, because it has vegetable in it and all that. So, but, uh, no, I'm thankful for that. So what is it in this life? Uh, what is it, uh, that you are using as an excuse to hold you back right now? You know, when God is calling you, you know, there's a lot of work in our church to do, in any church to do, or if you're listening out there, a lot of work that need to be done all the time. Workers, you know, I remember when uh, Brother Randall Lee came and preacher was it maybe during camp, you know, a special meeting. You now we need workers, especially the next generation. We do. We need ushers, Sunday school teachers, Sunday school superintendent, um, you know, ministers, preacher. We do. Young people, you need to step up. What is holding you back? What is holding you back from that? You know, and uh, you know why I, I love, I like David. You know why uh, I believe that David was called a man after God's own heart? Because when he made a mistake, there was no excuse. He owned up to it. He said, God, do what you me, do to me what I deserve because of my sin. Do to me because of my mistake, whatever you want to do, and I will take it like a man. He did. And he doesn't make the same mistake twice. You can read through all David's life. He doesn't read, uh, repeat the same mistake or the, the same twice after that. So what excuse are we employing in our life for not drawing closer to God? Ask yourself that. How about this? Let's go deeper. What excuses are we using not to be kind to another person or a person that we don't like or the person that we talk bad about. What is your reason for not being kind or gentle that, to that person? What is the reason for not um, reaching out to those who are lonely or need a friend? What's your reason for not being a witness to your neighbors? Is it because of, well, somebody else can do it or the other neighbors can do it? Or is it, well, I'm not good enough, I'm too shy, I'm not a, a public speaker, I can't talk, I'm not a people person. Or is it because um, you're too busy working? Or you're too busy you know, building up your wealth here on earth? Or you worry what, you're afraid that what other might think of you if you being kinder or being a witness to somebody around you or to show love to another person. You might think that, oh, your cool group is that, oh man, I can't believe that's just a, a brown nurse or, 
or, or something like that. Oh, why is that person trying to be a goody, goody two-shoe? No. I hope you can call me that. and I don't mind being called a goody two-shoe. I'll do whatever I need to advance the kingdom of the Lord. I'm not going to worry about what others say or think of me because you know what? My ultimate goal is heaven. And so should all of us here's ultimate goal is heaven. And to be able to bring and invite as many people to get into heaven as possible. Because there's a lot of lost soul out there. There's a lot of lost soul in our life, in our family. So... Again, oh, I, you know, I, that song Ransom came up with that, that they've been singing in the primary department when I was in there too. That some of the excuse that, uh, you know, that song, I cannot come uh, to the banquet. There's a bunch of reason. And the one good one that uh, came up was, uh, you know, my son had an excuse because he had to do the play where he had to marry a wife so he can't come to the banquet. And he said, well, why can't you bring the wife too? I, I never thought of that. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, if you're invited to church or to whatever, invited to the banquet, bring whoever along with you. If you have to get married, bring your wife or your husband with you, right? So in closing, excuses can have serious consequences in our relationship with one another and with God. Excuses can, co- can cost us the blessing that God has in store for us. Excuses can cost us eternal heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. So what is your excuses tonight? Is there any excuse? If you're not saved, you know, what is your excuse? What is your reason? And if you need to draw closer to the Lord, what is your, your excuse? What's holding you back? Is it people blaming other or material or what you worry about what other think? It shouldn't be. The only thing we need to worry about is what we can do for the Lord because the Lord has done so much for us already. So tonight I invite you to come and lay out your excuses and give them to the Lord and step up and be a champion and warrior for the Lord. And the song of invitation is 267.